Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It's May 27th, 1933, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Arian, Rebecca, and Ollie, the Retrospectors. So, May 27th, 1933, and as some extremely cool Art Deco posters, which I would happily put on my wall right now, Mm. unlike Man and Baby, are proudly proclaiming, it is the opening of the Chicago World's Fair, subtitled, A Century of Progress. (laughs) Because, of course, when we look back, 1833 to 1933 is the obvious 100-year grouping there. (laughs) And it was a very, very big deal. By this date, they'd already sold 2.3 million advance tickets. Each of those tickets cost 50 cents for adults, 25 cents for, for children. You're doing this in the style of the disclaimer on the radio ad. We do not hold responsibility <laughs> yeah. for anyone who buys a ticket. <laughs> um, well, let me continue in that voice. Season tickets were $15 for 150 admissions. But let's imagine, the two of you, that you've paid your 50 cents, you've got your ticket, and we jump in a time machine and you, the flux capacitors whirring. Which of the following pavilions do you want to start at? Love a pavilion. Agreed. Is there a promenade? Adler Planetarium, the Dairy Building, the Electrical Building, the Hall of Religions, Streets of Paris, a million years ago, or the Mayan Temple? Well, I'm taking a pass on the Hall of Religions. I mean, that's definitely not the first I'm going to. (laughs) Tempted by the Dairy Farm. I mean, if I live in Chicago, that's probably quite novel. I was going to vote for Dairy Farm, weirdly. Dairy Farm sort of has that you want to be surprised by what's going to be in there. How is the century of progress being represented in dairy? Oh, what milking advances had been made by (laughs) 1933. Lost to history, that information, isn't it? (laughs) Meanwhile, over at the streets of Paris, for whatever fun you could find in the dairy pavilion, was Sally Rand. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she was America's number one fan dancer. And she caused an absolute scandal doing the what she then became famous for and performed for another 30 years doing which was this fan dance where basically she was naked beneath two fans but i mean you can see why because they've called this a century of progress it was seen as a chance to rebuild public trust in science after the devastation caused by chemical weapons in the first world war Mm. and the most popular attraction is a fan dancer (laughs) but that's a bit like the millennium dome isn't it did you ever go to the millennium dome no No, and I've gone on several fruitless quests to really find, like, video and photos that give me an idea of what it was actually like. Because I was only nine when it opened, and I never got the chance to go. Let's definitely do a future episode about the Millennium Dome. But Mm -hmm. in the same way, high-minded intentions about everything to do with Britain's place in the world and the Commonwealth and, you know, as a technological hub, all of that was mooted in reality when people got there. They liked the Blackadder movie and some people (laughs) dancing on string. I mean, that was what people liked. (laughs) But I mean, it's not too different from the Chicago World's Fair of 1933, because I did notice, Arian, that one place you didn't offer to take us was Midget Village. Yes. Goodness. (laughs) Which was an attraction of the 1933 World's Fair. It was described as being inhabited by 60 Lilliputians... These were dwarves who had been paid to, basically, to just act like normal. But they inhabit a model village, effectively. Yes. 
You don't need to fill a model village with people with dwarfism to make it entertaining. <laughs> like, a model village is great anyway. Well, it was so popular that they had to expand it and they renamed it Midget City. And one of the others was this premature babies exhibit, which was run by a chap called Dr. Cooney, who had pretty much just discovered incubator technology in Europe and brought it back to the US and was just demonstrating it. And it sounds peculiar, but actually he was credited with having in the end saved thousands of American lives because people would bring him their babies, which he would then use the actual incubator technology to save the lives of. But he didn't make any money from that. He made money from charging people entrance to come and have a look at the babies in position. Because according to the advert that was up on the street, who doesn't love babies? That is absolutely fascinating, isn't it? Isn't it astonishing? Like heartbreaking for the parents involved, but actually you can see, can't you, how like historically this sits between the kind of freak show era at the end of the Victorian age right, and the kind of, I guess, modern theme park. Or actually, in a way, kind of like TV schedules. Like, you know, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it, that you'd go from a sky ride in the air, woo, we're doing six miles an hour in a rocket, to looking at premature babies. But actually... That's kind of the Saturday night schedule on BBC One, isn't it? Like you have a documentary <laughs> about science and you have an entertainment show. And actually that's, that's what they didn't have then. And incidentally, by the way, that Skyride did look amazing. The posters that I've seen feature that in that Art, art Deco style that you describe. Yeah. Which, and it looks like two massive Eiffel Towers with um, sort of pieces of string strung between them, taking people across between them, across a river uh, on big cable cars. And it looks absolutely astonishing. And I would have loved to go on that. But as you were just saying, Ollie, comparing it to a TV schedule, I mean, back in the day, World's Fairs were an enormous deal. I mean, in a way that they're not now, there are still world expositions, which are defined as ones that have been approved by the Paris Bureau of International Expositions. But obviously, then they don't have that cultural clout anymore. But back in the day, this was the only way you were going to see amazing modern technology, yeah. like incubators or cigarette smoking robots that was another thing that was featured wow. Ooh. that's what we all need isn't it a cigarette smoking robot for when we don't want to smoke our own cigarettes yeah what was the point of that i think it was to show how advanced robots were um and back <laughs> in the 30s that was like a symbol of your humanity was your ability to smoke cigarettes so gape at how these robotic lungs are able to be poisoned <laughs> <laughs> just as a human beings are uh, wow i mean i i think what's interesting is that the only exhibit you can still see that still exists now from this period is the coal mine exhibit, which is still on display at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, which compared to the Skyride does not sound fun. You basically get in a cage elevator and descend into a rock mine, whilst your guide tells you about the dangers of leaking methane. Oh, that sounds like the worst <laughs> school trip. It's a day out, isn't it? But it's just not the exhibit I keep, I don't think. Milking! Show me the goat milking! So, Ollie, tell us about the microwave technology. Yeah, so the thing that caught my attention about the Chicago World's Fair was the invention of the microwave because it is the earliest known demonstration of microwave cookery. Um, the electric company Westinghouse had a stand there at which they demonstrated a 10-kilowatt shortwave radio transmitter that cooked steaks and potatoes between two metal plates. So this does not look like the Samsung in your kitchen. This looks like something out of a horrific sci-fi film of the period. <laughs> and in fact, the only images that we have of it being demonstrated is a photograph of a lady wearing full-on like flapper gear 
watching with an ecstatic curiosity on her face as this kind of Rocky Horror Picture Show style thing goes. It looks like someone's trying to fry an egg on one of the Daleks. That's what it looks like. Again, it just makes me feel as though the electrical pavilion was also going to be a disappointment because in my mind it was going to be like Tesla coils and you know huge leaping electricity from one place to another showing the future. I think it was that. It was that plus people going rogue with meat. <laughs> Why would you not want to see that? Okay, let's go there. <laughs> yeah. If you look at the history of microwaves, though, like when they were actually invented, which was about 20 years after we've been discussing, it was because there were lots of magnetron tubes lying around. Magnetron tubes had been an invention of the British Army, given slash sold to the Americans for the Second World War, and they were no longer needed for short-range military radar in the 1950s, for obvious reasons. So the company that was using them, Raytheon, it was an engineer there who noticed, apparently, when he walked into the lab one day, didn't know anything about this experiment that Westinghouse did in the 30s, noticed that when he walked into the lab, the peanut bar in his pocket would start to melt. So the next day he brought in popcorn. I'm sure this is quite apocryphal, but... Mm. <laughs> next day brought in popcorn and started popping in the lab. Didn't think at that point, I'm not sure I want to work here. That's what I'd think. <laughs> Radio <laughs> waves are causing popcorn to pop in my pocket. I don't want to be in this lab. He didn't think that. He thought... <laughs> I'm going to develop this into a cooktop. Um, and that's how the sort of modern microwave was born. And they didn't look, you know, like they do now. In the 1950s, they were enormous machines that were mm. used in restaurants and aeroplanes. They needed constant water cooling. It wasn't a convenient device. <laughs> well, for all of this future technology that was on display, there was also a deep and abiding absence of futuristic stuff going on around the show. Because did you know that 98 people actually died at or as a result of visiting the World's Fair in 1933. I did not know that. And I feel like if that many people died at a World's Fair now, that would be the story everyone would remember. It would be a scandal. So the reason they died was because there was an outbreak of amoebic dysentery, which may or may not have been because someone tried to cook with one of these <laughs> newfangled microwave <laughs> technologies. But no, in actual fact, thousands of people had caught this amoebic dysentery which was linked to defective plumbing that permitted sewage to contaminate drinking water in two of the hotels at the fair. I'm grimacing, but I mean, actually, isn't that just the plumbing of Chicago in 1933? Like, is that unique to the World's Fair, <laughs> I wonder? And I mean, to be fair, it's not even the worst hotel at Chicago World's Fair, is it? Because the uh, 1893 one, the serial killer H.H. Holmes famously operated a booby-trapped hotel where he murdered his victims. So oh, is that there? it could be worse. And did he charge people to come in and see it? <laughs> I think, that, I mean, they did have to pay to stay there and then were murdered. Season ticket holders only. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. There is one video game movie that has a score of more than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Love the show? Support the show! Patreon.com slash Retrospectors! Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.